Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, welcome back. (laughs) It's supposed to be spring here in Oceanside. And I'm sitting here with my my big fuzzy Lagartha blanket, shorts, tank top, scarf, socks, beanie. <laughs> Let's talk about that really quick. Yeah. Shorts. Well, shorts, tank top. Shorts and tank top because I don't like restricting closed things. Arm. You don't like sleeves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm cold, so socks, leg warmers beanie blanket <laughs> right yet Kaleo loves to have the door the bedroom door open that goes out to the by the ocean so it's freezing in here you know that's not really that crazy I like to have the door open that leads to the ocean <laughs> I really do sorry happy Monday I'm just trying to call him out here because I'm shivering yeah which is so funny but I'm responsibly wearing a long sleeve flannel shirt Ugh. <laughs> You look like, you look like almost like a Viking superhero, I would say, (laughs) right now. Gotta do something to keep warm. Uh, All right, so today we are going to finish our Q&A from last week, and then at the end we have a couple of tips. So I'm going to share a tip for the week that I've been practicing and very interested in, and then Kaleo's going to share a tip for the week. Awesome. All right, so let's jump right into it. Oh, and by the way, I'm really excited. We have, uh, I'm looking at our schedule here of podcast guests that we have coming up, and we're looking at, one, two, three, four, um, a lot of them. (laughs) Some really (laughs) exciting people that are going to come on here. So keep listening. (laughs) All right, so the first question from last week that we didn't get to was, Kaleo, what do you do? Oh, here we go. Melanie, you lost your voice last week. Kaleo, what would you do if you ever lost your voice while on tour? And it has happened. And it's one of it's pretty much one of those like nightmare scenarios that you you really hate being in. And that's yeah, you're and that's simply singer. because like when you have to sing and you know, people have been waiting for, you know, the show to happen and then you can't perform the way that you know you you can. And you just kind of have to grin and bear it and go through it because no one ever wants to cancel a show. It's it's not a good feeling. And mm-hmm. so losing your voice on the road is, uh, I would say, the number one thing I try to avoid um, at all cost. And how do you avoid that? Sleep. Mm-hmm. If you, I, I've gone through the gauntlet of playing shows with no voice, half a voice, a uh, just kind of a sore throat, a sore voice. Um, the only thing that truly, truly works for me, and I, I've experimented with all kinds of things, except for this one trick I heard with Tabasco, but um, <laughs> uh, sleep and rest is really the, the most important. So um, I'll end up sleeping for about nine to 10 hours a night. Mm-hmm. And... I usually sleep before the show one to two hours as well. 
Right. So even if I come out there to visit on tour, yes. haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, he's really diligent about getting his sleep. So he will, I'll just bring a book or go walk around the city. He's like, babe, I got to take my nap. So you'll take a nap before the show for a couple of hours, which I think is great because you, you, you know, you're... You're very dedicated to making sure that the show is the show does go on. Well, it's really tempting to you know go out and especially when you like come to these uh, these towns that you have friends in, and they want to go out after the show, and uh, it, you, you always feel like you're missing out. But it, when you take a look at the the weighing of what do you actually want more, it's yeah, I want to hang out and you know have a normal rea- uh, action with people that I get to visit, but it's more important to me while I'm out there to, you know, provide the best, the absolute best show and to allow people to have that experience that I know that they should be having. And so, and no matter what things will happen, you'll, you know, you you might get like a tickle in your throat and uh, you might not have enough time to rest there might be like six days straight. Um, so you really need to, you know, be careful on that end. But it's really, really important uh, for me, especially now to to get all of that sleep and to rest my voice and to avoid um, that I lost my voice thing. It's <laughs> And when you lose your voice, it's, it's never fun. It really well, it's is frustrating. not fun. Even for me, who, I mean, I couldn't teach yoga for a couple of days. Because I'd have a coughing fit. It's it's very frustrating. Um, so what would you? And this isn't on the question. This is just my my question mm-hmm. for you. What are if you do end up straining your voice and you you don't have time to to take another nap or what have you? Show must go on. What do you do? What is one thing? I know there's a couple of things where it's like last resort because it gives you a false sense of of strength of your voice. Yeah, the last resort for me is honey mm-hmm. because I know that the sugar sticks to your vocal cords. And it gives you a false sense, so you're you're doing a little more damage. It will get you through, but you're it doing you more through. damage in the long run. Right, but if you actually have to get up and do this show, then you'll resort to honey. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Or <laughs> um, there's also this tea called throat coat, which mm-hmm. is readily available behind every backstage or green room usually because it's a, it's a really a to go to. Mm-hmm. That'll help as well. Um, one thing that I always do is I bring, uh, my, uh, red Hawaiian salt and I will gargle with my Hawaiian salt, um, until I can't do it anymore. And then, uh, on stage, if it's, you know, if it needs to be in in that kind of realm, I'll have like a, on my cabinet behind me, my, um, my guitar cabinet, I'll have speaker cabinet. I'll have, uh, some hot water throw coat or whatever it is. And just to get through. And the in case of emergency, break honey jar. Yeah. And in yeah. case of emergency, raw honey, unfiltered, mm-hmm. and a big spoonful of it. Yes. Talking like, you know. What about keeping your throat warm, like using a scarf, keeping your vocal cords warm? Uh, yeah, scarves. I mean, for us, you know, um, when we travel... Because we're from Hawaii, we have all layers, unlike you right now. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't wear a tank top. Constricting arm going. things, babe. <laughs> yeah. So I will definitely throw on my my restricting arm things and stay as warm as possible. But scarves, anything like that, so that's a really, you know, that's a, that's a good point, Mel. 
to do to do everything that you can to stay you know healthy and you know like you said make sure that the show goes on and the way that you want the show to go and of course everyone knows like you know when you travel even if we're not on the bus if you're traveling by plane going to the airport um, you're just exposed to a lot out there um, as far as anybody carrying anything Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really it's just really really important for me to kind of just have a balance so if i'm not going out or if I'm not hanging out, it's because I'm, I want my throat to, to rest up and, and to be as good as I know it can be and allow people to just have a really fun, good time and not even like think about, oh, yeah, his voice is sore. And can I add to that? Yeah. Me being holistic. Um, boosting your immune system. Yes. <clears throat> so I would say if you are going to travel uh, you, meaning the collective you, everyone out there. Mm-hmm. If you are going to be traveling and you want to boost your immune system, take 3,000 milligrams at least of vitamin C a day just as a, a therapeutic dose just to, to boost it. You can use, um, I think, what is it, On Guard in doTERRA or um, Defense in Rare Essence, whatever kind of like a thieves oil of essential oil. You mm-hmm. can put it in a little spray bottle, put a scarf around your neck and just spray that around you and it, it'll be a defense against airborne germs. Oh, thieves oil is one of my main states to go to, essential mm-hmm. oils. I have like a little diffuser in my bunk. I have a travel diffuser. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so cute. And it has a setting that looks like a, a disco in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you know, every time you, um, you look into my bunk, you just see like this huge mist. It's almost like a a movie set or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's constantly going on. And then I also have one that I travel with um, that I'm able to do in the hotel rooms that I stay at. Mm -hmm. And um, all these little health things. And it really is about that. All these little things that add up, they really do. And it's really important to to be aware and and just to discover these things. And this is, you know, a whole reason why we do this podcast as well. Yep. For people to actually under, you know, get to know and for us to know it's I'm definitely never will claim that you know, I'm, a, I'm a leading health health practitioner. I'm here to learn more about um, uh, pre pre what healthcare preventative preventative pre preventative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm here to learn more about it. So I don't have to get to, you know, such a level in life that it's harder to get back from. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm constantly in a state of learning and, and just being able to stay in this kind of vibration. It's bringing all kinds of cool things for me and awesome. to, yeah, to know about. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next question, besides yoga, what other types of exercise do you do? Good one. Um, I am super right now, currently, uh, I love to get outside. So walks, beach walks, especially because the beach is right here. Uh, Beach walks, sand sprints, I really love to do because I I really don't like jogging for a long time. Oh, I hate running. I love sprinting. (laughs) Sprinting is one of those things where it's, you know, if you just sprint like 15 to 20 seconds at your all out max, it's it's fun to me. Yeah. And it does feel like you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. But jogging, I don't, I don't. No, I can't jog for a long time. I'm just like, ugh, it gets really boring to me. But it is good for the lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. But I have found um, another uh, thing that's really good for that too, and that's jumping rope. And it's super easy to carry a jump rope wherever I go. 
So that's one major um, tool that I use. Also, um, throughout these last couple of years, um, I've been really into this uh, this MoveNet um, theory, which it's just abbreviated for Move Natural. And it's this guy from France that moved to Costa Rica, I believe. And, you know, he started this program. But now there are workshops all over the world. And it's it's really, you know, really cool. Just bringing back these natural movements like squatting and jumping and rolling and all of these things that the human body was designed after, you know, millions of years of evolution to do and to prepare and to to be out in nature. And that's another thing too. It's very nature based. It wants you to have, um, you know, a connection with nature and also have minimal things involved with it. So even your shoes are minimalized. Like, um, there's a company called Vibram that has these, uh, they, they look pretty funny, mm-hmm. but I have been wearing <laughs> these for years and they're, they're like my only shoes that I'll, I'll work out and play in. Yeah, I like going barefoot. Yeah, I love barefoot. But these are like the shoes that are, they're minimalist shoes. So it's kind of like being barefoot. Uh, But sometimes you don't want to be barefoot where I am. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, parking lots in Chicago or, you know, whatever it is. And that's like the only only area that you kind of have. Or even just going through like um, a hotel fitness room. You know, I I really don't want to be barefoot in there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like one of those unless I can be barefoot like by the beach or you know on the uh, on the grass, then this these shoes really help out to continue that kind of you know um, that training in theory. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to jog. However, I do <laughs> I do enjoy long walks on the beach, <laughs> especially with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I love going for long walks. And walking is really, really good for you because you are getting movement throughout your body, but it also doesn't raise the cortisol levels in your body. So if all else, you know, I, I've talked about a couple of injuries and issues that I talked about my issues, <laughs> talking about a few things that have hindered me from moving my body like I want to. So walking, walking is really good if there's nothing else that you can do. I also really enjoy bar class. And Kaleo came with me once and to I bar don't class. Enjoy bar class. That was the hardest thing I think. Any kind of, and you know, I've I've done some, I've done some CrossFit stuff, and this was so hard. This so wait, was, wait, let me get this straight. Bar class is harder than CrossFit. For absolutely. You. <laughs> uh, no, not even a second thought. It is one of the hardest things I've ever been involved with. You should have seen him, all of you out there. It was the cutest thing. Of course, there's there's no men that go to the bar class that I go to. I th- actually, I think I've, there's been a couple I, throughout I just, history. Yeah. <laughs> However, he came on my birthday. What do you want to do for your birthday? Let's go to bar class and then go do cryo. So he came to bar class with his board shorts. Um, I gave him some toe socks because you have to have the grippy socks. And he was at the bar, uh, you know, the the ballet bar doing his plies on releve and squatting and <laughs> sweating. I was, was profusely sweating. It was it like was the, beautiful. The, <laughs> actually, and the super hot teacher came over and said, um, do you need a towel? <laughs> she was she was really concerned for my, my livelihood. No, I got this. I got this. <laughs> yeah. 
It was, it, I was, I looked like as a mess. I looked like one of those rats in Italy. I was that so proud of you for completing bar class and all the girls clapped for him. <laughs> yeah. They clapped for me just because I, I made it through and I, I didn't pass out or, <laughs> or there's no ambulance needed at the end of the class. Um, it was really difficult. It's I really fine. have a lot of respect for ballet and all of it. <laughs> That's awesome. really hard, man. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. All right. Uh, go back to your walking, though. That's uh -huh. another great thing that I can do on travels. So mm -hmm. um, when I, my last trip to Argentina, I was able to walk around the city and just get lost and go explore and eat a bunch of delicious food <laughs> and drink wine. And I was there, I was in Argentina for three days and every day I walked about 13 to 14 miles mm -hmm. that's and it, that's amazing like just walking and looking and exploring i love it yeah me too i really and and you're right it's not a huge tax you know on your body and so the more movement use it or lose it even just that simple walking and, and walking meditations and you know i'm so I'm just such a huge uh, proponent for meditation. So even getting into a walking meditation, um, when I usually do my beach walks over here barefoot and I wait for the low tide, I'll go for a walk. And what I'll have is I'll have like my uh, binaural beats on my phone through some headphones and I'll just continue to walk and zone out, watch the ocean, watch the birds. And it's really amazing how calm you become it's mm -hmm. fantastic. So I walking as well. Yeah. I'd like to throw well, that in from my think, side. Especially if you're in a place like, you know, you're in a new city or a new place and you want to go explore it. You're also getting entertainment. You're yeah. getting some exercise in, some low impact exercise, but you're also getting in entertainment. People watching, sightseeing. So it's kind of a win-win all around. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next question is, what is your skincare regimen? So we've had this one before. Ooh, I like this one. Yeah, we've had this one before. Because um, I have one of the most um, inexpensive and cheap and also healthy skin regimens I've ever known. Yeah, you do nothing? Yeah. <laughs> I do nothing? You should see me I because I make skincare. I have the Spell Botanicals line. I chase him around the bathroom come on just let me put this on your face come on let's let's do a mask let's do this i'm not even using soap every shower well yeah. I, i'm only yes just because of like my whole i mean my body is incredibly intelligent everybody's body is incredibly intelligent and to to constantly just bombard it with things that it doesn't need like soap all the time mm -hmm. and so i'm down to i think like maybe two to three days without soap. I know it probably sounds really bad to a lot of people out there, but I don't know. I need to ask you this. Do I stink? No, he's definitely not a stinky monkey at all. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the least, if you use a deodorant all the time that has a lot of harsh chemicals, it has the parabens, it has all the, you know, all the bad stuff in it, then your body is going to react and reject and create more funk. I've noticed the less that I use deodorant, the less that I smell. Trippy, right? Yeah, but I also use a very natural deodorant when I need to. Um, but going back to the skincare regimen, 
Um, you know, coming back to soap, soaps can be very, very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend a mild, like a an organic baby soap. Nice. Which, okay. Yeah, because it's really, really gentle on the skin. It doesn't strip your skin of all of its natural oils. I'm a Dr. Bronner's ride or die kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's well, yeah, kind of like the only, you know, the peppermint, especially on the, the regions of your body. Tingle. Oh, it is just <laughs> fantastic. I mean, that's just fun even when you're alone. I mean, it's it's really like the peppermint Dr. Bronner's has got to be just one of the most genius inventions for for our 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 well-being. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, besides that, so going back to the skincare regimen, I do. I only use my spell botanical stuff. So I will wash my face with a very mild um, natural cleanser, and then I'll put on my oil. So I use the Nourish oil, and oil for the skin. So coming back to my skincare line, I don't have any lotions because I haven't been able to find any completely natural. Um, emulsifiers and emulsifiers is what makes the oil turn into that creamy lotion and usually there's some chemicals in there Um, you know if you do use shea butter that could be one way to to get it into an emulsifant but oils are very good for the skin because you are um, you're you need oil in your skin some people of course may have a reaction but if you put things on your skin that will clog the pores and kind of act as a barrier then sometimes your skin will overcreate oil. So I like that. Okay, so I have to take that back. Um, there is something I do. I do have a skin regimen, um, and it's bathing in coconut oil. <laughs> well, after your shower. After a shower, looking I, I like do, a glistening god. <laughs> I do slather up in coconut oil. So that's okay. I guess I guess that is my skin regimen. <laughs> Uh, so um, coming back to Spell, I do have a new, a couple of new products coming out that I'm really, really excited about. So please keep tuned with that. Um, I can't say too much right now, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement around here with around Spell Botanicals. I can't wait till you can spill the beans. Spill the beans on Spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know me too. All right, so those are the last of the questions. Um, let's get into. We each have a tip this week. Yes, and mine's super easy, and it's a constant practice that I've been doing all week, and I need to I need to continue this because I'm getting so much from it. Okay, so here's where I'm at. Sometimes I'll make an excuse of not having enough time to do something. It could be something that I want to do, or it could be something responsible that I ought to do, but I have a tendency to talk myself out of something if I don't have enough time around it. Perfect example. The other day, um, and, and I implemented this practice during this, uh, I was like, oh, I got to be, I have to be somewhere in 30 minutes. I don't have time to do any kind of yoga practice, right? Because my yoga mm-hmm. practice is usually 45 to 60 minutes long. Then I realized if I just stop talking myself out of doing something and do it, I have saved a whole bunch of time. I can actually have 25, 30 minutes of a great yoga class instead of 10 minutes going, gosh, okay, now I don't have time. I really don't have time now. And uh, <laughs> and um, now that I've been thinking about this a lot, I wonder if I can do this after everything that I, else I have to do. So I've just decided to cut it out. And 
if I want or feel like I, I want to do something, I'm going to do it, even if it's five minutes. So let's just say I have five minutes before I have to walk out the door, okay? Instead of like looking up any emails or any uh, any kind of Instagram thing or YouTube thing, I'm just going to do five minutes of yoga. And I'll add a Shavasana in there, even if it's a 20-second one. I'm just not going to wait for me to have the appropriate amount of time to do anything. Yeah, it might be a quicker version of what I'm used to. But you're getting it in. I'm still applying it. And I'm Mm -hmm. still, and all those little, you know, all those little seconds will add up. So even if I do this five-minute yoga practice, um, you know, five times, it's a 25-minute class. And it's it's been this last week, um, you know, really implementing this instead of looking at the clock going, oh, I don't have time for that and just dropping into it immediately and saving that time about that discussion has been incredible. And I've actually been able to put it in all kinds of different places. So perfect example um, that came up last week. Uh, I had some some people to meet and I really wanted to, you know, record but uh, knowing that I didn't have enough time to, you know, really get into it, I just passed it by. And then on my way out, and we have a guitar in almost every room. On my way out of the room, I just grabbed the guitar for the three minutes that I knew that I was still going to be at home. And recorded something really quick on my voice memo on my phone. And that kind of, that kind of momentum by allowing myself to not use not having enough time to do something and just dropping into something no matter what time I have for it has been incredible and I'm really excited about bringing this into my everyday everyday yeah I think we do waste time by not thinking we don't have enough time so we're, we 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 stand Trippy, there. right yeah All right yeah or when we're waiting for an uber do some squats, whatever it See, is. See, just stuff so like utilize, that. Utilize the time that you have. And these little things, getting in just, you know, 100 squats or a couple of minutes of movement in yoga or whatever it is that floats your boat, bar class for Kaleo, <laughs> <laughs> will we'll eventually shift. I mean, instead of going, oh, I didn't have time to move my body today. I was so busy. Yes. You can look back and go, God, that felt really good. Right. Those few minutes of movement made me feel really good and I, I, I'm, I'm better for it and now let's go to like the um the mental state of that instead of beating yourself up at the end of the day when you get into bed and you're tired like oh i didn't get to do that today you actually can say oh that was great i just dropped into it and i did as Mm -hmm. much as i could at that time that i have because good for me i did that i utilized my time and for something good we're all waiting every day for something Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whether we have like an Uber coming, like you said, or a meeting, but there's always this like, little bit of time somewhere that you can fill with something that you want to do. That's true. Now, let me play the devil's advocate there. Yeah. There's also times when we need to stop filling our time and actually just be. So maybe it's five minutes of meditation. Maybe, Anything you Maybe it's do. sitting quietly and reflecting on something or doing a little bit of breath work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, that's something like, um, hopefully that you want to do. Yeah. And, and yeah. And that just, no matter what it is, it doesn't have to be a physical, it can actually just be stillness, but it's just something like, Oh, you know, I don't have 20 minutes to meditate. I'm going to bypass it. Well, instead of that, I've got four minutes 
before I have to walk out of the house to the coffee shop to go meet um, with a client. Mm-hmm. I got four minutes before I have to do that. I'm just going to sit in stillness yeah, and concentrate on my breathing. Whatever it is, whatever you're wanting to do, um, it's nice to tell a different story about not having enough time and being able to implement you know, these practices. So I've, I've really been happy with this this week. And um, like I said, it's my everyday, everyday. To go I love to. it. Yeah. So I'll let you all know out there next week if I catch Khalil doing some plies or on releve <laughs> when he's waiting for his Uber. <laughs> I just know that I need to practice that no matter what because it's the hardest thing in the world for Bar me. Bar class, the right. hardest thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, all right. Babe. All right. So my tip for the week is called resonant frequency breathing. And I found out about resonant frequency breathing from one of my students. She is a, a medical doctor, and she's, she's specialized in quite a few things throughout her career. But right now, she's focused on pain management. And she tries to um, get people, steer them away from the pharmaceuticals and the opiates, and instead use alternative therapies. And she is a, a medical doctor, but she's trying to go more... Um, through these alternative therapies to to manage their pain. And so she told me about resonant frequency breathing. And it's been shown to help out with anxiety, depression, pain management, hypertension, irritable bowel syndrome, just so many things that can be, um, that can happen in your life if you have a low vagal tone, which is the vagus nerve. It's a a 10th cranial nerve, I believe. Yes, it's like the most important nerve in the body oh it's a very very important nerve. Uh, yeah, so, i mean they're all important yeah but, right but this this one's this one's massive yeah well the vagus has a the vagus nerves nerve is responsible for um, a healing response and feelings of calm and well-being and it actually governs many functions in the body mm-hmm. it regulates immune and inflammatory response as well as organ functions so yeah it is a very very important yeah it can, it's like a it's like head control like it is the ultimate control unit yes right yes so resonant frequency breathing is it's a very simple practice and it's basically breathing five and a half to six breaths per minute so it's slowing down the breath and following along with there. There's some things you can do online where you're actually actually we'll put one. In, I'll put a video in the in the show notes. Awesome. Where it guides you into an inhale, and then it guides you back down through the exhale. And by slowing down your breath, it's just a very simple practice. Um, it's able to to help your immune system. It's able to help out definitely with your parasympathetic nervous system which is your your rest response and this is nasal breathing nasal like, breathing yeah okay yeah so breathing through your nose and i want to read to you some of the uh, how it works here some of the science behind it so i pulled up this website it's a doctor website um dr rosa ball courtney um how does it work the lungs and the muscles of breathing make up what is called the respiratory pump this pump moves air in and out of the body it also moves other fluids such as blood and lymphatic fluid When we breathe, we create rhythmic oscillations or fluctuations in pressure in the abdominal cavity and the thorax. These changes in pressure have far-reaching effects on our body function, affecting blood flow to the heart, blood pressure regulation, and balancing the function of the brain and nervous system. Several of our body systems have built-in rhythms or oscillations that work best when they are in communication with each other. 
when we adjust our breathing so that the speed, depth, and rhythm of the muscle and muscle balance are perfect, these systems work together in coordinated fashion. This coordinated function of oscillating body systems is called resonance. Resonance amplifies the action of physiological reflexes which exist in our bodies for the purpose of maintaining stability, which is homeostasis. So what resonant breathing looks like is slowing down the breath. So this has to do a lot with heart rate variability then. Yes, Uh exactly. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to do, actually, I'm going to guide all of you listeners out there through Yes, through three rounds. Okay. Actually, let's do a full minute. Okay. Let's do a minute of resonant frequency breathing. So this will be five and a half to six breaths per minute. And I actually did this when I was doing my meditation after a Wim Hof method the other day. Right. We're supposed to do about a, a 10 to 15 minute meditation. And I decided to time my breath and do these slow, complete inhales and exhales. And I was actually doing four breaths per minute. And, and that was right feel... after your, your Wim Hof training. <clears throat> so you were oxygenated Correct. really well. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do this resonant breathing. So wherever you are, if you if you are in a car, I would say Don't just do be it. mindful. <laughs> yeah, you can still breathe. Yeah. It's very slow breaths, however. All right. So when I say inhale, start the inhale. When I say exhale, start the exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. And exhale. And that's it. It's very simple. So that was six breaths in one minute? Honestly, I didn't count. Because <laughs> I was doing it along with you. But yes, that was about five and a half to six breaths a minute. Okay. Yeah. And what's our average usually? You know, I don't know that. I think it's about 15, I've heard. I think wow. it's about 15 breaths per minute on average, unless they're like super stressed out. And I think that gets moved up to like 25 breaths. Wow. Yeah. So, so let's go into the hugely. our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So our sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight response. And so we are all at, we're all in our fight or flight response at even just a basic level mm-hmm. to maintain homeostasis in the body so that we can, you know, do all of our everyday functions. Um, however, in our modern day time, we tend to be in a, our, a heightened state of our fight or flight or sympathetic nervous system. And so it's harder for us to get into that rest response. That's why we have anxiety. We have nervousness. We have insomnia. We have a hard time staying asleep or getting to sleep or both. And so our sympathetic or sorry, our parasympathetic nervous system 
is the opposite of that. It's the rest response. It's the rest and digest or feed and breed. And we need that in order to shut off those functions that we don't need, like turning off the lights and when no one's in the room kind of thing. You just said feed and breed. <clears throat> I did. That's... Well, it's the functions that you need to be in this in this rest response to be able to complete. That might be the best thing I've ever heard from you. <laughs> feed and breed. Hey, what so... are you doing today, babe? You want to feed and breed? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, absolutely, actually. Uh, so, wait. This, this, uh, you, so your thing that you, you know, your new thing that new you figured thing. out this week, mm-hmm. it actually goes along with my new thing. So if you do have like a minute, do just some resonant frequency exa- breathing, I yeah. love it. And it's interesting because although resonant frequency breathing has only been defined as a practice mm-hmm. since the 1990s, instinctively humans have known about it for ages. So they're saying that hymns, chants, prayers, certain types of poetry, mm-hmm. they all create speech patterns and cadences that produce this resonant frequency. How about oming? I'm sure it does. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. When in doubt, ohm. Ohm, <laughs> ohm it out. When in doubt, ohm it out. Oh, ohm it out. <laughs> did you just make that up? I just I'm did. I'm pretty impressed with you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thanks, Mel. For, that was nice and calming. I, I feel yeah. like I'm ready for the well, rest just, of my Monday. It just, yeah, it just makes you feel relaxed. Even if you do just a couple of rounds of it or if you can do a minute or two minutes of resonant frequency, it's doing so much good for your body and your nervous system and your immune system for all the functions in your body. They're making them work together synchronistically, but also on a, in a mindset, it just makes you feel relaxed. Incredible. All right. Well, thank you very much for this podcast, babes. All right. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.